Good morning, Hillside. Yes. We are together again on the eve of, last time it was Christmas Eve, now it's New Year's Eve. Uh, this is a good time for us to be together with each other and to turn our hearts and our minds and our prayers and attention to God. So we're going to do that together this morning. So to get started, why don't we stand and Jane is going to pray for us. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, let's pray together. Holy Father, we... Um, Gosh, 2023 is about in the books now. We're looking in the rearview mirror almost, and we just give you all our thanks. Uh, there were so many gifts and blessings that came from you this last year, uh, some that were easily recognizable, and we received them with joy, and uh, others that kind of came packaged as trials. But you tell us to give thanks in all things, Lord, so we thank you, and um, we just ask you to... Um, guide us and light the way forward. We, we face into 2024 with hope and optimism, and we have no idea what's up ahead, but you do, and we stand here today and just declare our trust in you, Lord. Um, and some of our days are probably going to be awesome, fun and exciting. Some will be difficult. Uh, you tell us to expect that. And a lot of our days, Lord, are just going to be very ordinary routines and um, activities. And we just ask you to help us to be especially faithful in the ordinary, that you would give us the faith to believe that when we offer those small acts of love and service to one another, that you will blow your breath into that. And elevate our little offerings into something sacred and, and beautiful and useful for your kingdom, Lord. So we give you all our thanks and praise. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Morning, everybody. There's, <laughs> people are just waving at me. I love it. Um, this is a Christmas song, but it leans into the new year. It leans into Easter. So it this isn't the first slide, so don't worry, slide people, but just so you guys are learning it a little bit, the chorus goes sort of like this. Turn with love to you. 
was born for us. Most High King was born like one of us. We'll stop and see, we hear them ring. We humbly come and play our best for you. On Christmas Day, you started toward the cross. Oh, how good you are to us. Seasons full of you. Stars will shine and bells will ring for you. Hands and hearts will turn with love to you. Oh, how good you are! Oh, how good you are! Oh, how good you are to us! Oh, how good!
there for you, Jesus, for you, God, for you, Holy Spirit. So that's, that's what we're here for. We're here um, to give you that honor. So in your name we pray. Amen. Hello, hello. Welcome to Hillside, everybody. I'm going to stand right here. It's a little bright over here. My name is Sierra. If you don't know me, you may have seen me around with a baby attached to me at all times and a baby carrier. So now I'm babyless right now. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to tell you guys about a few things that are happening at Hillside coming up. Um, but before I do that, I want to dismiss the kids that are in here. Any kids first through fifth grade? Doesn't look like there's any in here at all, actually. So good. But if one is hiding somewhere, go with Miss Carly, who should be somewhere. There's no kids. It's fine. Don't worry about that. Okay, so um, one of the first things I want to tell you about is the bulletin. You guys, I'm sure you got one on your way in. If you did not get one on your way in, you go ahead and raise your hand, and Asher can bring that to you. I see a hand over here. Another one over there. Okay, and your husband's delivering it to you. There you go. Nice. All right, and then another thing is the Connect cards. There's a Connect card behind each chair. Um, You can fill that out with new information if you want to update your info or if you have any prayer requests or um, comments or concerns or anything. You can fill those out and put it in the offering plate um, during offering. Or you can put in the, there's a basket at the welcome counter. You can do that as well. Um, Also, in the bulletin, there's, well, there's a few things I'm going to tell you about, but I'll tell you about the first thing. In your bulletin, it talks about bless the staff. Uh, The council's asking that you guys, I think this is the last week to bless the staff, I think so. And so if that's something you want to do, you can do that with a red envelope that's behind the chair in front of you. Or um, you can do an offering plate, just put a note on there to bless the staff. So, all right. Now, I do have a few actual announcements for you, like of events that are happening. And the first one is Micah 6-8. That's happening on Martin Luther King Day on January 15th. That's going to be an event. Sorry, I'm clearly I'm nervous. I'm like shaking. 
<laughs> um, so that's going to be an event on Monday, January 15th, and they're going to be reading a letter from Birmingham Jail, and you might want to read that ahead of time. There's more info on that in your bulletin, so yeah, go ahead and read about that. Also, new year and new groups and next step classes are starting this year. Woo! Yeah! Yeah. Um, raise your hand if you've been in a small group before. Okay. What was your favorite thing about a small group that you've been in? Anyone? Meeting new people? <laughs> Meeting new people. That's one answer. Anybody else? What's something you love about a small group? Creating community, yes. I love small groups because that's how you get to know other people and walk with people in this Christian walk that we have um, as a community with Christ. Um, all right, and I think that's all I got for you. There's a lot more words I was supposed to say about this, but you guys understand small groups. So um, we're going to go ahead and go to the mixer now. And the mixer today is um, share a highlight from your year. So stand up, try to connect with somebody you haven't come with before or met before, and answer the question. Uh, God, we're talking about gifts, your gifts, your good gifts. Um, and so we um, respond. Um, and so that's kind of the way it works because, um, we're just so blessed, right? Um, we get to have, um, just as we think, right? Each of us thinks, wow, what went on this year? Like all the blessings. So thank you. Um, this is our time to give back to you. Um, and I want, we want you to be blessed by that. And then we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we 
earth and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing
never gonna let me down You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down You're never gonna let, never gonna let me down you are good. You are supreme goodness. And because we know you through faith in your son, we can count on your goodness today. We can count on your goodness this week, this month, all year as we go into 2024. Thank you. Thank you for the security that that gives us. You are good. Speak to us now uh, as we talk together as a church family. We want to hear everything that you want to say to us and we want to respond in faith and obedience so speak away we love you and we pray in the name of jesus our king amen you can have a seat first of all thank you wes madeline gary mike patrick for leading us in worship today thank you Hey, anyone recognize this woman who's going to pop up on the screen in just a second? Anyone know who this is? No, you don't. Her name is Cecilia Blomdahl, and she's actually one of the world's most popular influencers. This is true. She's got uh, millions of followers on social media. What's interesting about this uh, influencer, Cecilia, is that her base of operations is not some glamorous place like uh, Manhattan or uh, Miami Beach or Malibu or even Moraga. Sorry, Dave and Sharon Singh, okay? Rather, her base of operations is the Norwegian island of Svalbard, which is just a, uh, a snowball's throw from the North Pole. And her town on the island of Svalbard has just 2,400 residents. And people cannot get enough of Cecilia's videos. And in them, uh, she strolls along the fjord with her dog, Grim, and she rides out into the Arctic on her snowmobile, and regularly she will take walks under the northern lights. And then after those uh, outside activities, she goes back to her cabin, uh, she makes a hot drink, and then she cozies up next to uh, her fire. 
And somebody wrote an article about Cecilia Blomdahl not that long ago, sort of asking the question, why is this woman so popular? And this is somebody who admires her, but was sort of wondering, you know, why is it that she strikes a chord in so many people? And the answer that the journalist sort of stumbled upon is that uh, this Arctic influencer demonstrates to people how to thrive in a cold, dark world. Literally cold and dark because for six weeks between the middle of November and uh, I guess the, the, the end of January, it is dark on her island 24 hours a day for six weeks. That's how long polar night is at the 78th parallel north. And Wayne thought Seattle was gloomy, okay? <laughs> and yet despite that you know, dark, forbidding snowscape, and uh, despite the fact that she actually deals with some real threats like polar bears, just to carry bear spray with her when she hikes at night, this, this Arctic influencer projects peace and flourishing and happiness. And there's something about this that seems to satisfy a longing in millions and millions of people. And I got to thinking about her recently. And as I thought about her, it occurred to me that what the world depends upon this Arctic influencer for is exactly what our community, uh, from Park Mead to Civic Park and beyond, what our community depend, depends upon us for. Same thing. Us Christians, the family of Jesus followers, and that is to similarly demonstrate, to model how to thrive, how to flourish, how to live in cold, dark times, in, in a figurative polar night, you might say. You know, after all, at least, I think that most of us would agree that we are experiencing polar night politically right now, right? I got an amen from Pastor Floyd, that's good. I just think about the level of contempt that people have for candidates running for national office. Think about the level of contempt some of them have for us. <laughs> We're experiencing polar night geopolitically right now. Just think about the world. Think about Ukraine. Think about Israel, Gaza. Think about uh, migrants from Latin America, you know, fleeing drug cartel violence coming north. We're experiencing polar night morally right now. I mean, think about this. Prestigious medical centers performing surgical mayhem on perfectly physically healthy people who are experiencing psychological turmoil. It's shocking that we're not more shocked. But the point is the world is desperate for hope and the world is desperate for truth, the world is desperate for light, and they're looking for somebody who will give it to them. 
And they're counting on us to share it. They're counting on us, people who know the light of the world, Jesus Christ, the light of life. They're counting on us to demonstrate a whole new way of living in a cold, dark time, a, a, a way that leads to real thriving. And this leads to two questions in my mind. And the first one is this, in this new year that starts tomorrow, how do we practically as a church continue to shine that light? How do we do it? That's what we've been called to do. How do we do it as a church? How do we do it as, as a new church? A church that was kind of born again last May when two great churches with wonderful histories came together deciding that we would be better together. How do we, that new church, how do we practically continue to share light? And it seems that it comes down to three very, very basic things. Things that we just keep doing together. We, we keep coming to church. We keep bearing witness to the light. We keep driving through this neighborhood up here and filling up this room and singing to the king. We keep coming to church. We keep singing personal transformation. We keep allowing Jesus to, to remake us from the inside out so people can tell that we're very different people. And then lastly, we bear light by continuing to proclaim Jesus, to talk about him, to share him in words. We talk about him with friends and we display what he values through practical service. And to keep up those three meat and potato Christian practices as a church, if we do that, that is by definition to bear light. It's to, to give off heat. It's to demonstrate a new way of living life. It's to give the world what the world is actually looking for. Because a lot of people realize the, the, the options on offer are not working. And that's how as a church, we function collectively, you could say, as a Cecilia Blomdahl. That's how we function as a spiritual Arctic influencer. Again, we just keep coming. We don't give up. And we keep seeking personal transformation so people can see that we're different. They can really detect a different kind of personhood. And then we keep sharing Jesus with words. We talk about him and we keep demonstrating what it is he values through practical service. That's the first question. What's the second question? At least comes to my mind. It's this. What conditions do we need to create together here at New Hillside to keep bearing that light? What are the conditions that we need to, to create? And a couple of years ago, we discussed this question as a Hillside staff. We, we actually asked the question, like what, what are the conditions necessary to keep Hillside's light shining? Like, well, what, what, what do we have to do? And we stumbled upon this simple formula and over the last couple of years and with a little more intensity over the last few months, we've rolled this formula out. And, and the more I've sort of kicked the tires on this simple formula, the more I've concluded, you know, I think this really captures something. This captures how we keep the lights on, as it were, as a church. In other words, if we can work together in this new year and, and, and into the future, if we can maintain these conditions here at a church, I would think we can expect God to really move and, and to use us as a beacon of light and heat and warmth and truth that, that people will be drawn to. 
All right, now let me say first, this formula, it entirely assumes the movement of God's spirit. I mean entirely. If God's spirit does not decide to move in us and through us, like he always says, but if you were to decide not to this next year, this formula would be meaningless. We're entirely dependent on God's spirit to move. Entirely dependent on an entirely free God, a gracious and generous God to move through our efforts in this next year. The Holy Spirit doesn't move, we're, 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 we're dead in the water, all right? But we're counting on him to move. We know he's gonna move, he's always moved. And what's more, we're praying for him to move. We have hillside leaders led by Sharon Graveson, Pastor Floyd, Janet Nowhere, who are leading the way, gathering hillsiders to do the most important thing, which is to pray for God's spirit to continue to move among us. Thank you so much for your leadership in our church absolutely critical. So this formula assumes that God's spirit will keep moving and we need to pray that he will. But about these three R's, let's talk about them. Each of them requires something from leaders. A lot of leaders in this room right now, including staff. And they also require something from the church family. And there are three. Here's the first one. Refreshment. And that's your first fill-in. We as a staff believe that if we're going to continue to shine light as a church, which the world needs, if we're going to be an Arctic influencer church, so to speak, we are all going to regularly need to find hillside refreshing. It's going to have to be a refreshing experience for us. Now, although refreshment extends beyond the worship service, it starts with the worship service. It starts with this gathering. Think about this gathering for a moment the worship service. This is the one place where we hear one message, a church-wide message that we all hear and respond to from God's word. This is the place where we hear about important events, light-bearing events, connection events. And it's also the place where we have one meal, our communion meal once a month that unites us as a family. Worship service is really important. Here's the thing. If we don't find the worship service, really refreshing week after week, here's what will happen. We won't be nourished. We won't feel confident inviting people to church to come and hear about Jesus. And very likely we will just stop coming ourselves. Refreshment is really, really important. So here's a practical step that we as a staff are taking to ramp up R1, the refreshment factor of the worship services. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., we're having a new kind of worship planning meeting, uh, an, an upgraded one. And actually, the plan for a long time has been to craft services as a team, a bunch of people working together, bringing their very best to our worship services so that they can be consistently excellent, which means a few things. So they can be cohesive. They, 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 they come together thematically. So they can be snafu-free. The mics turn on. Slides don't have mistakes. They, they, they're, 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 they're put together well and then refreshing. And for various reasons, we just couldn't seem to make it happen, okay? Now we can, and we are. And this weekly worship planning meeting will have three basic agenda items. First, we're gonna evaluate every element of our worship services. And we're gonna start with my part and Wayne's part, the sermon. We're gonna evaluate it. And then we're gonna go to the music. And then we're gonna go to the special elements. And then we're gonna go to the production. And the evaluation is gonna be generous because we love each other. We're teammates and we're friends. But we're going to work for improvement. 
incremental improvement. We're going to be serious about it. Second, in this meeting, we're going to plan the service two weeks ahead. We're going to work two weeks ahead, and we're going to plan with the passage as the organizing principle, the, the, the series big idea as the organizing principle, and as where we are in the church here as the main principle. And then the third thing is we are going to pray as a team that God's Spirit is going to move in a brand new way in 2024. We're not going to just think that our own creativity or cleverness is enough. We're going to pray for God's Spirit to move. And again, if we're going to be an Arctic influencer church, and it's so important that we do, because people are craving heat and light and a new way of living that actually works, the worship service is going to have to be refreshing. It also includes refreshment, that is, our experience of this place as a place, meaning 2060 Magnolia. And the way things look really matter here. They really do. And that's why we're making another change. We're adjusting Sierra Rubio's role. She was the one who just gave announcements. And in addition to supporting Stephen, which she does now, and in addition to supporting the worship team, which she will be doing in this interim season while we're looking for a new worship director, Sierra is going to take the lead in helping us get to the next level of look and feel. We already have attractive facilities. Think of the paint the last year, the light lounge from a year and a half ago. All right, we've made some improvements. We wanna take it up a notch. We think it's important. And it's not just inside that we're focusing on. Mark Seaver, a hillside leader, his Yardscape ministry team, they're working on the outside because the grounds should be nourishing to us. And when you go to a retreat center and you see how beautifully, say, Mission Springs or Camp Hammer or Mount Hermon is put together, it nourishes you. It's a picture of the new creation. They've act, we've made great strides there. We want to go even further. I'm really happy with the plans Mark Seaver has put together and his team. Now, I've talked about what refreshment means for the staff and various leaders. Here's what it means for the church family. It means, most basically, that we come here regularly and we receive that refreshment. And second, it means for all of us that we do our best to appreciate the refreshment on offer, recognizing that people are giving it their best. And here's the last thing that refreshment requires from all of us, the whole church family. It requires sharing with us how your experience at Hillside could be more refreshing. And I really mean that. If there's a way that we can boost the refreshment factor for you, you need to share it with us. You need to talk about it because we care about your refreshment and this is your church and we want you to be refreshed. One reason we have these monitors, right there, right there, not that monstrosity covering the cross from six months ago, is because somebody in this room today came into the church office and said, we ought to fix that problem. It's deflating me to see that beautiful cross covered. Can we do something about it? We knew it was an issue, but man, Ginny got us on our horse and we fixed it. Thank you, Ginny. She's right over there. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to us. Here's the second R. The second R in the formula if God's spirit moves to be an Arctic influencer church, it's responsibility. Responsibility. And by this, I mean, if we're going to keep shining light as a church, we all need to own something at Hillside. Each of us has to have something that we do here, something that everybody else counts on us for. And like, when it, like with refreshment, 
with responsibility, there's a role for the staff and a role for the church family. The role for the staff is primarily to create meaningful and defined ministry roles. We've actually made significant strides in this the last couple of years. A couple of years ago, we developed MRDs, ministry role descriptions, just think job descriptions, for every ministry role on every team at Hillside. We updated them last summer. We will update them again this summer when we go into the next Amazing Race year. All right. And these ministry role descriptions allow all of us to know exactly, well, what are our responsibilities? Let's say a member of the youth team or a member of the tech team or the welcome team. All right. And second, our role as a staff when it comes to responsibility is to give you a team experience. You see, nobody should serve alone at Hillside. If you serve at Hillside, you're a member of a team. And if you have a ministry role, you should be meeting regularly with your team for food. That's probably the most important one, eating together. I'm serious. Connection, training from your team leader and feedback from you. You see, if you are a team member at Hillside, whether it's tech or Yardscape or finance or youth or children's or any other team, you have a right to regular meetings with your team leader and your team so that you can celebrate, so you can bond, and so that you can talk about how you might make incremental improvements. We are a free speech church at New Hillside. <laughs> you can share your thoughts. Everybody can share what they think if we do it in a way that's gracious and loving. I lead a team too called the staff and they have a right as staff persons, every single one of them, to say what they think about our church. They can talk to me about what they think would lead to improvements. They can talk to their teammates about that. That's our role as a staff when it comes to responsibility. What's the role of the church family when it comes to the second R responsibility? It's basically to identify a ministry role and, and to give ourselves to it. But here's what's critical. It does not have to be big from a time perspective at all. It really doesn't. In fact, it can be very small. It could be, I will serve on Katie's welcome team one, woo, there she is in the back, <laughs> one Sunday a month for the ministry year. I'll do it, that'll be my role. Or I'll serve on the prayer team once a month. Oh. Knocking over the Brittany mic here. I'll serve on the prayer team once a month. I'll come once a month at eight o'clock, I'll meet the prayer team in Bergeson Hall and I'll pray with the group. Or once a month, I will join the prayer team on Tuesdays at noon on Zoom. Once a month, that's what I can do. It doesn't have to be big. There's gotta be something. Something that everyone else depends upon you for. And that's because the way to love Hillside is to invest in Hillside. If you put some sweat equity into New Hillside, you will discover that you love it. And that's because we love what we make. Ikea has made a lot of money on that principle for a long time. We love what we make. If you don't have a ministry role, all you need to do, write ministry team on your connect card. And, and Wayne or Sarah or one of us will help you find a role. Or we should do this. Maybe this would be simpler. Just approach a ministry team leader. One of the Kairos leaders, a men's ministry leader, Katie, a prayer team leader, a staff person, 
Patty, who's one of the well leaders, just, just approach a leader and say, I, I got an hour a week, put me to work. Well, can I serve on your team somewhere? They will find a role for you. And let me circle back and share one postscript for the staff's responsibility when it comes to the second R. I really want you to hear this. Here is the spirit in which we as a staff aspire to work with you, partner with you as a, as a ministry team member or a ministry team leader. Here's the attitude we want to bring to every interaction with, with you. Here's our posture. How can I help you? How can I support you? How can I make your ministry a joy, not a burden? That's our goal as a staff. That's how we want you to experience every interaction with us. How can I help you? How can I support you? How can I make your job a joy, not a burden? If you come in the office, you will be welcomed not as an intruder, not as somebody who shouldn't be there, but as someone who should be there because you're a first-class member of a ministry team and this is your church and we're here to help you, whether that's making copies or getting a room set up or having a question answered about promotion or maybe you just need a cup of coffee. Come in my office, I have a Keurig in there. You don't even have to ask, just come in and make yourself coffee and I mean it. It's your church. And our attitude is, how can we help you? How can we make it a joy, not a burden for you in your ministry? Thanks for, for cheering us on as we try to grow in that. I'm already sensing it on our team, but we want to even do better. And what's the third R in the formula? It's relationships. Meaning, if we want to be a true Arctic influencer church, one that gives the world the light it needs, the demonstration of how to flourish in a really dark time, we all need relationships. We all need deep and consistent relationships. And without those relationships, the light goes out. And it's important for every single one of us. And again, like with refreshment, like with responsibility, there's a staff role and there's a church family role. The staff role is primarily to create groups, groups where people can connect together and make friends. And to do so, different kinds of groups, because people's level of availability is very, very different. You know, some of us have a lot of free time. Maybe we we, we actually have a, a very responsible job, but somehow maybe the kids are out of the house or whatever, or maybe we're just the master of time management, but we're able to say, go to Kairos every week on Monday nights. And we're also able to have a meaningful role on the Restore ministry team, like Randy shared over there. That's, that's some of us. Some of us can attend Oasis every week and, and still manage to serve on council. We just can do it. Maybe we don't have Life allows that. Some of us can go to a home group every week and then still serve on Pastor Stevens' youth team. Some of us can do that. On the other hand, there are many others of us in which a weekly group is almost impossible. Maybe it's because we have kids, small kids, like Mike Downing. <laughs> a lot of kids need a lot of help. <laughs> a lot of foam boards that need to be created in school, right? Oh, the pain of foam boards. If that's you, okay, you, you, you want a group, you want to contribute to, to R3, but you're thinking, I, I can't do one of the ones on offer right now. I, I can't be gone a whole nother night a week. I just don't have the time. I totally understand. It's kind of where I am right now with kids who need a lot of help in school and so forth. If you reach out to us, you write small group on your card, we will craft some kind of small group experience for you. You know, even a small group that, that meets for one hour 
one night a month can be really powerful. One hour, one night a month. If you get together with three or four other people for one hour and you talk a little bit, you just connect, drink coffee together, and you reflect on scripture, take 15 minutes, maybe look at the passage that we preached on the week before, and then you ask each other this question. Let's say Gary is in my group. Gary, how do you sense the living Lord's leading you to follow him right now? And then Gary thinks a little bit and thinks, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I do sense. God's, Jesus is calling me to reach out to my neighbor. And then Gary asked me that question. And then I think just, just, just that simple discipline, exercise of what we call exploration. How do you sense the living Lord's calling you to follow him? You ask that question, something will happen. And you will sense God's spirit saying something. You will sense the king within talking to you. And you'll think, gosh, I, I want to, I want to be a more loving and gentle presence with my children or my spouse or my neighbor, whatever. God will speak one hour a week. And I told this to Wayne just a couple of weeks ago. If the only small group that you can make it to is one that meets one hour, one night a month, it's the only one that will work for you, all right? And there's nobody else to lead that group, I will lead it. I'll do it. That's how eager I am. That's how eager Wayne is, our whole staff is, to help you find a home and spiritual community. And, and the reality is, you know, it's sort of the, <laughs> it, it, it can be the difference between staying here and not staying here. I mean, there's nothing worse than being lonely in the church. Do you agree? It's like the worst kind of loneliness. Staff has a role to play, but, but we have a role to play as a church family too. We need to avail ourselves of these groups. So again, what do we do? Staff's role, create the group. What's your role? Pick one or help us craft one for you, all right? There are other things as well. You know, it's amazing the little things that can create the possibility for relationships. It's just amazing. If we all do this in this next year, we don't race out of here after the service. Just, we take 11 minutes, not 10, not 12, 11 minutes <laughs> after church to hang out in the light lounge and get a cup of coffee and talk. Or if we're really shy, we let somebody talk to us. We just make ourselves available for somebody like Tim Brown to come and greet us. We're actually adding to our three in relationships and we're keeping our light burning, all right? There's one more thing. If we want to ramp up R3, in addition to groups, it's one really practical thing we can do. We can attend retreats. Men, we have a men's retreat coming up. It's early February, February 2nd through the 4th. It's gonna be great. It's at Mount Hermon. It's a very easy location to get to. We have an outstanding speaker coming, Jeff Mazzarello. He's a teaching pastor at Marin Covenant Church. He's excellent. He's in demand as a communicator. He has a wonderful heart and he's a really great preacher, quite candidly. He's our preacher, we got him. Jack and I and Stephen went and visited him a couple of months ago. He, 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 he cares about our church, he's a covenant guy. He wants to come and bless us. Men, this is our chance. <laughs> These retreats don't come around very often, once a year. Join us for it and, and, and help Build the relationships that make being an Arctic influencer church possible. Okay, so here's the formula. Look at your notes. You should have three things filled in. 
This is what makes us an Arctic influencer church. Assuming that God's spirit continues to work, and I know he will, because we're praying. Refreshment. We all have a role in making this place more refreshing. We're working on it. Two, responsibility. There's something that we all do that people are accounting on us to do. It can be small. It can be really small. And then lastly, relationships. We're leaning into relationships. We're putting ourselves in places where we can connect with other people. And in particular, we have a group, a small group of people who know us and we know. We, we know who our people are at Hillside. Even at a, a medium-sized church like ours, if you don't have your people, it can be a very lonely experience. We're gonna create the groups and the connection opportunities. It's the rest of us, our responsibility to lean into those groups and to jump into them. Okay, so here's the theme verse for the year. We're gonna be talking about this verse a lot over the next year. It's our theme verse. Listen to it. Galatians 6, 9 through 10. It says this. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Our theme verse, 2024. God has put us together for a reason. <laughs> and it's not mediocrity. <laughs> It is to be an extraordinary place where Jesus is honored and celebrated and people come and become his disciples and are changed from the inside out and then become his agents to the world. That's why we're together. God did not give us the capabilities we have now for no reason. And now's the time to maximize them and we're going to, together. God's already helping us do that. It'd be on this way. Story I told you about at the beginning about this Arctic influencer, Cecilia Blomdahl. In this article I was reading, the journalist says something really interesting at the end of the story. The journalist talks about why it is that even though Cecilia Blomdahl loves winter, why it is that she can make it through polar dark. And listen to what the journalist writes. The real darkness of polar night sets in around January after the warmth of the holiday season has passed. But then one day she'll be walking along the fjord and see a silver of light and pitch black will turn to an inky blue. In March is the blue hour when winter has passed and the sun slowly makes its return. Polar day when the sun does not set is not far behind. It's like a rebirth, she said. And what's the point? I know you can see it. We can persevere as a new hillside family. We can persevere joyfully into this next year knowing just like Cecilia Bloom Blomdahl, that polar day is coming. It's our story. It's a certainty Someday, King Jesus, the one who's reigning now, the one who's in this room, the one who's king of our hearts like we just sang about, the one who's close and who loves us, someday he's gonna blaze through the curtain and he's gonna usher in a new age of endless spring and endless sunshine and endless goodness. That's where we're headed. Polar day is coming. 
And that allows us to persevere joyfully through the polar night of this moment. We can, and we will. Let's take a minute just to, to think. Let's make this the moment of, of listening. Just so why don't you close your eyes, just think for a second. Try to tune into God's spirit. Tune into the king within. Is there something about refreshment, something about responsibility, something about relationships that he's saying to you right now? What, what, what are you sensing him saying? He's a wonderful counselor. He speaks, he nudges. What's he saying? God brings something to mind. Write it on your, your, your notes. We're people who hear and obey. What's he saying? How could you obey? I'm thinking about it too. If you want to share it with us, put it on your connect card. Share it. Share it with us. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the remarkable calling you have placed on us as a church, as New Hillside. And you've called us to demonstrate joy and wholeness and soundness in an increasingly cold and dark world. People are asking to be shown some new good thing. That's our job. Show a new way of being a human being, connected to your son, connected together, being changed by him and serving the world. Help each of us to know our part in creating the conditions for that light bearing to continue. Thanks for all the people at Hillside. So many people in this room who are actually living this three-hour life right now, leaning into refreshment, assuming responsibility, making relationships. Thank you, Lord. I pray for every single one of them. I see a million of them in the room right now. Spirit, come upon them and help them to keep going in this next year. And for those of us who need to you, you would have us amp it up a bit. Speak to us so we'll know what to do. We, we want this to be the greatest year in the history of, of this new thing. We want your spirit to, to, to fall. We want people to be changed. We want lonely people to find relationships and people to be restored and to get over addictions and go from purposelessness to purposeful living. And we want to fill up this room and fill up the other service. And we want to expand and grow for the sake of your, of your glory. So help us and help us to know our part in that. Thank you so much. We know we have so much goodness ahead. We thank you in advance for it. And we pray in the name of Jesus, our King. Amen. Some pretty simple worship choruses uh, kind of combined into one. Thank you for loving me. 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 Thank you for Oh, Father.
loving Thank you for loving me 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 Blessings Praise God blessing who wouldn't come on up after the service the prayer team is here they want to pray a blessing on you as you get going in this new year uh, we've been talking about being an arctic influencer church uh in cecilia's videos she's always got a cup of hot chocolate so michelle has created a hot chocolate bar for us right down the light lounge to so stick around enjoy a cup of hot chocolate uh, as we go into this new year. And then lastly, you might have seen a little uh, noisemaker in your chair. You gotta, you're gonna need that now. Don't you grab that. We're going to a new year. We have a little New Year's Eve party out in the light lounge, okay? So here's how it's gonna work. Oh, Brad, not yet. Okay, okay. Overachiever. Uh, so what we're gonna do is on three, we're gonna say to each other, Happy New Year. We're gonna sing it to each other. And then we're gonna give a big blast on our sound thing, okay? And then we're gonna go out and party, okay, ready? On three, Happy New Year. One, two, three, Happy New Year! Very, very good. God bless you, we'll see you on the Light Lounge. See you soon.